Good afternoon. This is Brad Foreman with Peaks Podcast. This is episode 49, season 4. And I am in beautiful Namche Bazaar, Nepal. This is going to be a very interesting episode. Thank you for joining me. Uh, I am looking, let me give you a, a description of what's going on right now. Namche Bazaar is perched. It's carved out of the mountains, the Himalaya, at 11,500 feet above sea level. Namche is this, like, little, little Nepalese town. And our hotel, the Moonlight Guesthouse, is up at the top of this amphitheater-like uh, town. And I'm looking down on a stupa, which is in the town center. And out my bedroom window rises to the south a 19,000 peak, glaciated peak. And it's unbelievable to wake up every morning to this, along with the barking dogs. Anyhow... How did I find myself here in Numche Bazaar, day eight of Expedition Everest? Well, it's uh, been a couple days. Uh, my last transmission was from Kathmandu. As you'll recall, we were preparing for our entrance into the Himalayas. And uh, on day six, we actually got up very early, stowed or had our travel bag prepared and drove over to the uh, Kathmandu airport. From there, we were shuttled around and uh, went over to a helipad where we took a five-man five-man helicopter. We had two of them for our team of ten, and, of course, one of the five is a captain. I had the delight of riding in the one of two, the first helicopter, headed for the mountains. The helicopter took off from Kathmandu with incredible speed. I've been in a helicopter over here once, and it was exciting, but this was kind of different. I've never started in Kathmandu. Before, I took off from Lukla and headed down to Kathmandu. This trip, we're heading into the mountains. Uh, previously, we took a fixed wing into Lukla. So coming in there with a heli was uh, a different experience. It was super, super fun. Well, we were contour flying towards Lukla, where we touched and goed. Uh, you could see the, the bright white rhododendrons dotting the mountainside. Spectacular, spectacular. We land in Lukla and uh, drop off some mail, talk to a couple of Sherpas on our team, and then immediately take off for Numche. Now, I'm looking out my bedroom window right now at the helipad. The helipad sits up above town and outside of the town a couple hundred yards. So it's relatively close. 
and we land in the howling wind at, you know, probably about 8 a.m., 9 a.m. in the morning. I like to fly in early before the winds get too uh, overpowering. So we spend the rest of the day getting, uh, transporting our over to the Moonlight, which Moonlight's hotel guest house sits up above the town. And it's a mountaineering guest house. And uh, Mountain Trips, our guide company, has been using it for years, and they welcome us. Now, this is unbelievable, but they we are the first guests at Moonlight in 13 to 14 months. It's Unbelievable these guys could uh, sustain uh, their operation with such a dry spell. And unlike the U.S. where our government gives away PPP, which, by the way, I or none of my businesses accepted, over here they have nothing, nothing. So they just had to tough it out. And so the expression on their faces when we got here were sheer joy, sheer joy. And as our guides uh, reunite with the owner, uh, you could see a, a a love in the air. And I mean a true respect and love. And they were so happy to see us. So anyhow, we get over and set up. Uh, we have a whole room to ourselves. I have two uh, bunks in my room and uh, a million-dollar view. And because of COVID, I mean, there are some benefits over here. It's not crowded, and we get our own hotel rooms. I'm sure if this expedition was two years earlier, we'd be sharing rooms and probably not uh, flying all the way up to Namche Bazaar. So we have some distinct benefits, you know, as much as it's painful to acknowledge. Uh, now, I think I was here about eight years ago, eight-ish, and Namche was a bustling town of commerce. It's basically a frontier outpost where all the the outlying hill tribe uh, villages come in here to trade and a ton of tourists. Well, now it has changed. Over the past days I've been here, there's hardly any tourists. I mean, you don't see anybody. And uh, my understanding is several of the restaurants have had a tough time, a real tough time of it. Regardless, our expedition team uh, settles in and enjoys uh, the comforts and uh, the the freedoms. They, they say that the... Everest area, the base camp trek, and uh, you know, Numche to base camp is similar to be, be, being back in the 80s. That's how uh, few people are up here. 1980s, that is, for you listeners. Um, so anyhow, before I go on to uh, some of my really uh, exciting developments that have occurred, I want to thank everybody for listening to uh, Peak's podcast it's an honor to be here uh, sharing this expedition with you. I hope you're uh, enjoying it as much as I am. You can find, uh, share, please share my podcast with your friends and family, and you can find uh, a comment section on any of the pl- podcast platforms you're listening to. 
Remember, my Seven Summon Challenge uh, is uh, a charity where we raise money for kids that need. 100% of the funds go to kids that need. You can find my uh, charity website at www.foreman7project.org. Foreman7project.org. So, back to uh, Namche Bazaar. During this podcast, you might hear some uh, howling wind in the background. Uh, my wind—I have four windows in front of me, and uh, in the gusting wind outside, they uh, have a tendency to batter back and forth. It's all part of the atmosphere up here in the mountains. It's uh, absolutely amazing, and it reminds me of why. I just love these expeditions so much. Getting out here, I hope all you guys are incented to get out and uh, enjoy the outdoors as I am with this expedition. So now I'm on day eight of uh, season four of this expedition to Everest. And we had a really fun day today, a climatization hike uh, almost a couple thousand vertical feet, about four miles in length, to a town called Kum Chung. Kum Chung. Now, I was thinking in my memory of old that uh, I it sounded kind of familiar. And uh, you know, in route we go up this steep, steep slope and a well-groomed uh, trail. And we proceed to the Everest View Hotel. The Everest View Hotel is like a a really hoity-toity place. And I definitely remember uh, hiking up there because guess what? You got a great view of Everest and I'm a DeBlanc from the top. And uh, it's kind of a, a dipolar to Numche Bazaar. So that's like the five star and Numche is like the, the climber's town and uh, a completely different vibe. We check out the view, but uh, definitely do not stay. Uh, for me, anyhow, it was a little hoity-toity. Um, I did enjoy the nice clean toilet, though. For those of you that are interested, I would go to the bathroom there as opposed to in the other tea houses in town. And that being said, we do have to bring all our own toilet paper with us when we hike because that's not provided in any of the tea houses or even the hoity-toity places. Uh, so from the Everest view, we down-climbed uh, through some rhododendrons and pines and big boulders to a beautiful town. And, and I thought, wow, this town looks familiar. And uh, Kum Jung is nestled behind, kind of hidden from tourist eyes. It's behind Numche and behind the main trail going up to Everest Base Camp. And it looked somewhat familiar. And I kept asking them, like, hey, you guys, you know, is there anything special about this town? Nobody's saying anything. So I eventually go to my Sherpa and I started asking them, and I said, you know, hey, you know, is there anything about this town uh, 
is there uh is there by any chance a yeti here uh in the uh, monastery and uh i see this kind of a a little glimmer of light in my sherpa's eyes and karma looks at me and he goes yes there is yeti and i think to myself holy cow it's the same town so after the tea break two of the my, the lead sherpas karma and uh, one of the other guides and uh, friend scott divert from the crowd and move over to the backside of Kumjung. Walk through the little teeny narrow streets with the kids playing in the water fountain and baby yak in the yard, stone walls dividing the yards. And after 15 minutes or so, we come to and this monastery, and I'm like, yes, this is the same place. And so we go counterclockwise around the monastery, spinning all the 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 bells, as is the spiritual tradition. And karma finds the caretaker. Well, mind you, Eight or so years ago, when I was here with my climbing buddy, Colorado climbing buddies, I had made or asked our climbing group to divert, to divert off the path and go to Kumjung to see this very, mon this very monastery in the Yeti. And uh, I think they thought I was a little crazy until we actually got in. But it took us two days to gain entrance. Well, not the case with our Sherpas. They found the caretaker, and <clears throat> immediately we uh, gained entrance. And I recognized the monastery immediately. We had to take off our shoes, so we rapidly unlaced our boots dropped our poles and hats and backpacks at the gate and entered the monastery. And there, along one of the benches, was this in case, glass case with a lock on it. Now, eight years ago, this was in a big shrine, so you couldn't even get close to the actual Yeti skull. Now, we are being told that this Yeti skull is over a hundred years old and is the treasure of Kum Chung. So, I'm absolutely flabbergasted. We're able to pick up the, the lockbox, the glass lockbox with the skull in it and inspect the underside, hold it, and really get an intimate look at the Yeti skull. I, I'm, I'm literally shaking with excitement as we're doing this. We uh, know our Sherpas are bowing and uh, doing a blessing to the skull. I guess it's super sacred and it's an extremely uh, good, good luck for our group that we have happened upon it. 
and we pose for various pictures and in respect for the monastery we don't spend an awfully lot of time and we did divert from our, our previous plan so we didn't want to delay so after uh, uh, 20 minute look around we did exit but I'll tell you the Yeti skull was completely authentic when I was looking at it and I know many of you listeners might think that's uh, hogwash but to this moment right now I absolutely believe this is the real deal and I absolutely believe that this monastery has some supernatural power i mean the it was overwhelming sensation was running through my body as we gathered round this holy relic i really can find no words to describe how i felt except for what what a great way to start this Everest expedition. I just had no idea today, today was going to be so special. I know, uh, I hope uh, my Colorado climbing team hears my uh, podcast because uh, this really means a lot to me. And those of my friends that are close to me know that uh, I have this thing for Yetis and uh, this day will never be forgotten. Anyhow, because we uh, kind of broke off from our main group, we we hustled, and I mean hustled back down the mountain. Uh, we have uh, some work ahead of us tomorrow. Tomorrow the plan is D9. We're going to depart our beautiful home at 11,500 feet and head up to Deboche. That's it, 12,000 feet. We spend one night there, 12, I should say 12,500 to give it full credit. So we'll be leaving early in the morning, and uh, I don't think it's all that far, but, you know, we're going to take, I'm going to take it serious as I'm taking everything on this trip. Uh, you know, Everest is nothing, nothing to uh, uh, take lightly. Um, and anyhow... What an experience. Thank you for listening to Peak's podcast, the Yeti edition, episode 49. I'm, I'm probably going to have a tough time topping uh, my Yeti story, but uh, we'll see what we can do in days to come. There's uh, no telling what's around the next corner here in uh, Nepal. What a The kingdom of Nepal is magical. I hope you enjoy listening to Peak's podcast. Please share it with your friends. Uh, Check out my charity at uh, foreman7project.org. You know, you can find my backup for Peaks Podcast at peakspodcast.rocks. We'll be posting pictures. I'll have that Yeti skull picture up there for you to look at. Uh, It's really out of this world. Anyhow, thanks for listening. And have a great day.